when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. The more we become attuned to color, the more we feel it, like with music or dance or even style too. Once you really tune in, you hear all the variations, you feel it and sense it more intensely. Our Crown Energy Center offers radiance, an eternal fountain of youth. The problem with narcissistic wounding at a young age is that it creates an unending, insatiable thirst for external approval. I have goosebumps right now. Say that one more time. I have goosebumps right now. I would be jealous of you, but Jennifer Freed on Friendship Jealousy does say that jealousy activates our primal dependency issues and often a sense of infantile defenselessness. So I, I would prefer to not be defenseless. 21-year-old clairvoyant Tyler Henry, host of the eponymous reality show Hollywood Medium with Tyler Henry. 21 and already a clairvoyant. Uh, oh my god. So ahead of the game. Technology isn't going to shift the problems we have in society and the planet. It's going to take a shift of consciousness for that to happen. In a goop. These pills are $90 and they, they're called high school genes. High school genes. But with a G. So it's like the genes of high school. Baby schoolers. in my high school genes. You've, you've crushed them up. Yeah. Formulated for women, particularly in a... a, a perimenopausal or postmenopausal state mm-hmm, who feel mm-hmm. like their metabolism might be slowing down and whose bodies are no longer responding to the exercise and diet levers that they've always pulled. Just pull those levers every day. This regimen addresses numerous systems in the body that may contribute to weight gain when not functioning functioning properly. Asterisk. That asterisk doesn't go anywhere on this page. You have to find your own asterisk. Yeah, you have to find it in your life. That's one of the infantile defenses. What What's good, Internet? I'm Austin Walker. It's a low-key Waypoint Radio yeah. this week. Very nice. It's Friday. You know, nice here on Waypoint Radio, mm. we always welcome conversation. That's at the core of what we're trying to do. Yeah. What we don't welcome okay. is the idea that questions are not okay. Questions are okay. You can send them to being to, dismissive. Okay, that's of fine. Discourse of questions from patients of practices that women might find empowering yeah. or healing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Of daring to poke fun at the long haul belief. Stop. Please stop. <laughs> this is the most Please dangerous stop. practice. Please I think he's having stop. an infantile defense right now. I think so. Is think this friendship is. jealousy? What is this? <laughs> Are you Tyler? Uh, crown energy is very low. If you have $300, I can give you a goop that you can put on your face. That will, will $300 make you better at playing Unknown's Battlegrounds? Probably. I'd yes. get some, like, a new mouse. High and, school uh, jeans. I would, I would eat some high, some high school jeans. I'd eat some high school jeans. Mm-hmm. And then I would have the agility of a high schooler. Again. Yes, yes. That's how it works. It's we science. went to. We made a mistake. We were, <laughs> were we were imagining a different world, one in which Vice acquired Goop. Which yes. uh, who knows? Maybe that deals in it the works. Happen. I don't know. Hey, man, I, Disney D- Disney has a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> and we would have to live with that. And I was thinking, oh, oh what's what's going on over on Goop.com? Yeah, I expected to find like you said, like eight thousand dollar jeans or something. Yeah. Instead, I found mindfulness. I. 
I'm so glad. I'm a little worried that I'm going to get stuck down here. Like I, I'm trying, I'm crawling my way out. I'm trying to get up to a what's good internet, but I yeah. can't quite reach. That's how they get you with their goop. Oh. Their goop sticks you to that floor of mindfulness, and you can't get out ever again. It's a horror movie. I mean, yeah. This diamond wrapped necklace is six hundred dollars. That's a lot <laughs> of money. What Maybe about the not. coconut sex oil? Is there? Do they have that? They Let's definitely. To, we're on the internet right they now. And super chat. have coconut Co- sex oil. Cue furious googling from Patrick's coconut, <laughs> which, by the way, is not water soluble. So, mm. <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna say, don't see fucking use balm. their fucking coconut sex oil. I see coconut sugar. I see coconut milk bath soak. Try well, face just, facial mist. That... Sex oil. Frequently Google bought, bought together. Oil. There's there the is. coconut sex oil stripper. Uh, that you need to buy with it. I see. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. There it is. There we go. Sex It's $28. That's not that much for sex oil. I guess, you know. Yeah. If if you want to use sex oil, that will ruin any accoutrements well, hey, we don't you might that. use for safety. We don't know that. We're just asking questions. <laughs> We're just, yeah, we actually have We're no just idea. asking questions. There's also separately, there's sex oil. There's also lover's oil. If it's oil. made of coconut there's oil. There's lover's oil. Oh, lover's which is $4 oil. dollars more. Oh. Fucking. So this is just for sex. That's, it, That's for sex with a lover. I made it out. That was the, the absurdity that I needed. What's good, internet? <laughs> you did it. I'm Austin Walker. Welcome to Waypoint Radio, episode 79. It is July 14th, 2017. We're coming to you live from Lobby One. Joining me right here, Danielle Riendo. Hello. The, Hello. I really, I really, really liked the pun earlier. It was a good one. It was Did actually you like it? a good one. What was it? Was goop? You, uh, it I had goop, goops bumps. Goops bumps. Goops bumps. Goops bumps. Very. Did good. I steal that from you, Tim? I did. Oh, Sorry, right. I'm gonna have to credit. Wow. I have to Tim Barnes, credit Tim. Comedian. Tim Barnes Tim, actually like made that one. That one. Uh, Rob Zachney also with us. <laughs> Just asking questions. <laughs> uh-huh. And I think we have Patrick Klepik, but we may have lost him. We may have lost him He's to the goop. Then we lost him. <laughs> yeah, he's gone. Hi. That's that's fine. <laughs> How's everybody doing? It's Friday. We made it. I'm we Gooper. It's Friday. Yeah. Day's not over yet. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't count your They're filming. They I wasn't going to talk shit. I'm so mad. Do it. Right now. I've been tweeting about this all day. <laughs> all right. So I had a thing last night in the office. And th- hmm. so. Be careful with your words. I, oh, I'm very careful. Careful with the words. So when you have a thing in the office, you're like, oh, I need a space. There's a couple ways to do it. You go into the thing, you're like insider, there's like a little page, you go and you go, oh, I need a meeting room. Or you can email somebody who is like, uh, we have a really great office manager, basically, who maintains all the spaces and who like understands where people are. And like, oh, hey, I'd really love to use this little place in the big lobby area that we have out front to do, to bring some people over to talk through a thing. And I did that four weeks ago or something, the way an adult does. And then there was just a film crew back there shooting a guy saying a thing over and over again, like hundreds of takes. Hundreds of takes. In right the area of that one, I booked. Of one line. And they wouldn't leave. They didn't leave for 30 minutes and, like after they were supposed to leave, even though we'd asked them to leave. And it was like, there's a line at which you go like, hey, guys, can you get the fuck out? And they go like, yeah, 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 we'll be out soon. And they don't leave. And there's like, I don't know how to – I can't resolve this. I've done the adult thing of fucking stepping up and saying, hey, I have this space booked. Get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. <laughs> like, I can't. There's not a step I can take. I've told the person who's in charge of it, and she came over and said, hey, you guys have to go. And they're like, yep. Like, they kept filming. <laughs> they kept filming. Well, and then. Did you try just sitting down 
and having your meeting in the middle of their shop. Yeah, well, yes. Uh, well, that's actually what I should have done. But like, that would have mm. – anyway, eventually they, I, I, I filled time. I, I took my guests through a walk. We went to the garden. It was a whole thing. Yeah, it was nice. That's lovely. And by the time we got back, they stopped and fucked off. This morning, yeah. Fast Danielle, forward here. You come in. I came in. I'd already seen this, but you tell me your perspective on this. I came in. I walked in the door. It's raining a little bit today, mm-hmm. and I see Austin. He has one headphone oh, in. Oh, right, you hadn't seen it yet. Right. This, I, this, I see Austin before I see what is happening, and Austin has a look of <laughs> utter and absolute disdain. He makes a gesture. I'm going to show you what this gesture. I'm sorry, radio. I'll try to explain uh-huh. it. He just sort of. Put his hand towards the direction of the thing that was happening that I did not I, know what it was yet. It is rare that I am actually speechless. I'm literally but like, speechless. I wanted to say a thing about it, and I was like, I couldn't find the words. <laughs> I just gestured and walked off. Yeah, that's what happened. And then, then I walked through, and said film crew uh, was completely blocking the entire area where like a thousand people were. Okay, it's like, not a thousand. Several, uh, you know, several dozen people work on this floor, and the whole entire right, thing. But people walk up to the next floor. It's another. Yes. It's probably hundreds, eight hundred people. Hundreds of people so, yes. need to walk through this space, but they're blocking the whole thing. They, like, blocked up. Could people still take the elevator? It's, there's a door. You turn. Okay, you walk through the door. You yep. walk through the door. <laughs> you turn left. You walk down like a little tiny flight of stairs. Yep. And then you're like in the, the area the of the main first floor. Area of the all first floor. the editorials. Not just way you point. Vice. Editorial, like, motherboard, digital video. <laughs> digital video. Like a billion people work there. Yeah. And they like set up from the very, from like the bottom stair <laughs> through the entire walkway where hundreds of people have to walk yes. through. And there was just a dude there who's just like looking to a camera and just going like, welcome to Vice over and over again. There have been more than six costume changes. There were only six costume changes for the same exact line, for this one line. Let's be clear. The line is like a really short sentence. Right. Hundreds. Hundreds and of hundreds. times. There is a video There's a village. Vil- mm. There's a video village. I'm just trying to work. I'm line. just trying to work. I'm just trying to get work done. And here's the best part. Here's the best part. This wasn't present uh, earlier, but all throughout the day, signs have been going up on anything that makes noise in the oh, first floor. Off. Every every like dryer, Fucking hand dryer in the bathroom, every coffee machine. Pretty soon, the copying machine had a sign on it. Like everything, like signs just oh yeah. Up. People had to use office equipment People in this had to office. Do their job. I like we film. And here's the thing that's wild is we film stuff here all the time yeah. and it never gets in the way no like, every other day there's a film crew who's doing like like an explainer with somebody from vice.com is oh hey the new trump thing happened let's do a little walk and talk and we'll shoot it and it's and they're like really unobtrusive they like let you pass they're like very good it's about it's never like, a not- problem there's tape that shows exactly where you can walk and it's fine this was not one of those situations <laughs> Anyway. I just walked through the set like four times. I didn't give a fuck. Like, I don't care. I have to go over there. <laughs> I was worried I wouldn't make it to Waypoint Radio because of this. God. But I made Happy it. Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. They had bagels today. I ate a bagel. That was all right. Bagels. <sighs> I'm glad we got all that out of the system. I'm glad. This is what the goop was covering yes. up, this inner rage. Yes. And the, the rage burned through the goop. It's just so... <laughs> Unprofessional <laughs> and written editorials relationship with video. I love video. We have a video team right now at Evo who are yeah. shooting stuff that won't come out for a while still, yeah. but it's really interesting. And like, I love the video teams here. This is the thing that's again, I have nothing but love for everyone I've worked in in production here. They're wonderful, They're incredible, wonderful people. And also, those people can fuck off. <laughs> All right. Video games. Now there's video games. Maybe I'm all hyped up because I played a wrestling game last yeah, you night. you got to get I, excited. All I want to do is German suplex somebody. That's all I want to do. Oh, what does that look like? 
Oh, okay. So German suplex is yeah. like it's like a rear hold. Okay. And then you like extend your whole body back and <gasps> lift them over your head. So belly so your belly is on their yeah. back. Uh, and then you do this like nice extension. That's like you a, you can go from a German suplex into a pin, and that is like the yeah. it is like you know <laughs> my coach does this to things, me all the time okay, right. in well, life. <laughs> great. Yeah. The, the thing about the German suplex is that it's a lot like a bolt action rifle Ooh. or a manual car Ooh. or like there's a technical yeah. sweetness to the man, to the maneuvering. Like there's like a. I don't know. I don't know how to. How to? Does that make sense? I know or, exactly or like what you mean. The moment yeah. of placing a, a a pin onto a vinyl record, like it has that sense of There's mechanical almost a sweetness. stickiness, yes. and then a, and also, but a also like gears movement. moving. Right, exactly. Yes. It's yes. so good. Um, I played Fire Pro Wrestling World last yeah. night. Finally, uh, which is just came to Steam. Fire Pro Wrestling has been a long running wrestling game. I'm not going to go too deep into it. I think somehow I wound up in a place where I'm the only person who likes professional wrestling, and I'm even like, I, at, I like at this wrestling. Point. I know. I understand. I respect it. <laughs> You know, in the same way that I did that, like professional wrestling. I was deep in professional wrestling when it sounds. It's going to sound yes. pejorative when I was a kid. Like no, it's not totally. meant to be a pejorative. I think that's fair. I, I think that's a fair thing. Well, and then when I was a kid, I was deep into it to the degree that I would play. I would import good wrestling games because for the for the most part, a lot of the ones <laughs> that came out here were just bad. I think I did. I imported maybe one of the the first time I imported games was when I owned the Dreamcast. Like I bought a Japanese yeah. Dreamcast. It's like the first machine I. Like went above and beyond. I think I bought it from NCS, which still exists. Um, yeah. Uh, the import site and like I got Sonic Adventure at launch, and uh, I think I might have gotten Fire Pro Wrestling because like that was just a yeah. series people were really into, and I'd heard a lot about the customization features, which is like the thing that yeah. defines uh, those games, other than well, having like a fairly unique uh, battle system exactly or it, combat right? system. It's th- but it's those two things together, yeah, make it really cool because like on one hand, it has a button for breathing. It has a button for breathing. Oh, it's, oh, it's just can you explain how that works? There's yeah. So the the way the the combat works in that game is great. One, there's no bars on screen. No one has like a health meter. There's no like meter about like what your limb condition is in. There's no stamina bars or like uh, morale or uh, uh, kind of like what's the word I'm looking for for like the the energy of the crowd. You know oh, what I yeah, mean? There's yeah. no momentum meter or anything like that. Instead, your character heat, heat yeah is, is what it's called in some things. So so in this case. You are as you're fighting, as you're you're being hit, and you get tired and tired,er and like you start getting up from the mat slower, and you can see your character is just kind of like, oh, it's fucking taken out of me right now. <laughs> and there's a button to just like hold your, just like take deep breaths, center yourself, get back, get into your goop zone. Is it a yeah, rhythm? Get back to the goop. Like where you're no, like, you just, breathe, it's just a hold. Breathe. It's just a hold. Okay. But it is like, but it's you have to hold in moments when you know there's an opportunity cost, right? Like that's a time I could be kicking a guy who's on the ground or I could be, you know, setting him up for a, a more dramatic maneuver or something like that. And instead it's like, no, I'm going to use this moment to recover my energy a little bit. Or like it, what it leads to is things that happen in professional wrestling all the time. Like I'm going to be the asshole who rolls outside the ring to catch my breath mm-hmm. and like be that ass. And like, it, I don't know. It's like, it's that also feels good. And then the core thing is just, most wrestling games have a thing where it's like, okay, I'm gonna grab Danielle, and mm-hmm. when I when my grab connects, it moves into a, a maneuver. Mm-hmm. In this, every maneuver starts from a gr- almost every maneuver, unless you're like dizzy or stunned mm-hmm. or whatever, starts from the two hands touching, and yeah. whoever times their attack right gets their thing off. That's really good because that's the way it actually works. Right, exactly. In, it's if always you're doing contested. the sport itself, like right. the grip fighting stuff, is really important. Well, and yeah. it just leads to even in in even in professional wrestling. It it can lead to which is really not professional. Like it's I, a complex it's thing. A, it's a fun thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it leads to uh, situations where like 
really interesting reversals can happen. Um, it, it tracks like how damaged the other opponent is. So, you know, can you get off that huge, awesome um, maneuver on them that you could only do if they've been weakened? And it leads to games. Like I played one full match. I did like some of the tutorial stuff to get my, my feet wet again, messed around with the editor a little bit. And then I played like one full match or two full matches. And both of them were better than any match I've had in a wrestling game that has come out in the States in years. Like the rhythm of highs and lows, getting my, my special like finisher move off, not getting the pin it does the great thing of like one two and then like 2.9 will show up you like, oh you almost got it and it's like feels really good or the kickouts are just just barely there and i i won my first match after having like i was like crushing him and then i lost my i wasn't managing my stamina right and he pushed back and like almost got me and then came through and got like a surprise finish and like that just feels really good so i think it looks kind of crappy i think the dreamcast version looked better <laughs> yeah it's um, the the way the sprites scale and however weird. they're handling it is, uh, it looks like you have like one of those like shitty filters on an old school like. That's uh, exactly what it looks mm. like. Uh, like SNES SNES game that's like ah smooth everything out. It's like yeah. no, don't. It looks so bad. I <laughs> wish it was pixely versus this kind of weird smooth. Uh, but but it feels good, which is the important part. And crucially, it has the Steam Workshop yes. support. So like in I've the past, like downloaded like all of the packs Rumble. There's wrestlers. all sorts yeah. of wild stuff that people have already <laughs> already made and. Um, but the thing was, like, did the older games, maybe the Dreamcast one had some version of, like, did any of them have any well, sharing capabilities, or were you just downloading sort of, like, here's how you build this character in your game so you can have it, because that's what I used to do in the WCW, like, revenge games, like, you'd mm-hmm. see screenshots online of, like, here's how you make this character, and then, uh, or you'd, like, you would bring your memory card, yes. or what they call them on the N64, not memory cards. Dex drive uh, thing. No, this, he's no. just talking about, like, the, whatever, the memory pack? Pack-y. Memory pack, yeah, you'd bring yeah. a memory pack, which, like, had your custom characters, yes. and then you could load it into their cartridge. Yes. So, I actually, I think I told you this, so I played the Dreamcast Fire Pro, I also played the PS one fire pro game called fire pro wrestling g and i was like deep into the american scene for that game mm-hmm. because i bought a dex drive which is yeah. a thing that let you <laughs> right. take a ps1 memory card and upload your files to the internet and i was part of an irc channel that ran a wrestling league because one of the things that you can edit is not just like what your characters look like not just their moves like and there are like a thousand plus wrestling moves that you can like assign to your characters you can also edit their ai routines like not it's not like it's not, you know, uh, if then stuff, but it is like prioritization. Yeah. And, and there, there, in the, in G, there was a limited amount of like, not just if then, there was another way that they'd framed it so that certain maneuvers would pop off more often than other ones. So you do you prioritize certain types of things. And I think you could get in and like prioritize very specific things. Oh, um, yeah. and we, I was part of a league where like I made characters, I put them into the league. They had feuds with other characters and then a third party would download characters, run the simulation take screenshots and limited video because it was forever ago uh, and then write up the results and upload the images and video and it was like so cool and it was like one of those moments of like yeah the internet's real like I'm playing this thing (laughs) that I'm probably the only one in South Jersey who's playing Fire Pro Wrestling G like I've imported one hopes you know probably yeah yeah seriously frankly um (laughs) And then I'm playing with people on the internet, and, like, that was cool. So I'm happy that this series has returned. Oh, that's so rad. I'm I, happy oh. for there to be a wrestling game so that the two times a year that I get excited about wrestling still, or three times, whatever it is, I can go to it and, like, surreptitiously download all the WWE characters and all of the <laughs> Lucha Underground, like, because people just make those characters. I, I, saw, I saw a Kirby that made me uncomfortable. Kirby? Yeah. 
There's a there's a Kirby on the well, Kurt yeah. Stern. Look up uh, Kotaku's Nathan Grayson was tweeting out some of the monstrosities oh, yeah, he, he was, was finding in the Steam Workshop, That's and good. it's 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 upsetting. There there are minions. Oh, of course there are. That's real good. I thought you were going. I thought there was another one, but minions is really the best. Let me, let me see what else Kirby. I can find. Oh, oh these are bad. <laughs> yeah. This is just this is this Big Bird machine. <laughs> Wait, and the write up the write up is so it's it's a it's a Big Bird on the bottom. Like a, except furry. Like, what if instead of having feathers, it was Big Bird had like yeah. like a like velvety fur, velvety fur, and then also just a a luchador mascot. And then the write up from this person is, "Who is this mysterious new challenger? It may be impossible to ever know." Was oh. very good. Oh, so man. milkshake duck. <laughs> oh, there's a milkshake. Duck. There's a really bad Sonic. Oh, that's uh, Sonic. Oh, this Kirby is terrible. That is yeah, a it's bad. Kirby superstar. I'm returning right I'm, there. I'm retweeting. Retweet Kirby that one immediately. Whoa. Ha. The thing that excited this is, uh, me. You can go to at Von sixteen V A H N sixteen to see these. V A H N sixteen on Twitter. I was gonna say the thing that excited me right. that you told me yes. about this because I was watching you know some matches. I was watching some stuff you're showing me. Is that this really looks like a way better MMA game than most <laughs> of the UFC games look right, like? Right. Because the combat isn't you know scripted or whatever it's actually like combat in the game you're doing the things and it's it's real within the context of the game and that there is this sort of grand tradition of mma and professional wrestling crossover in japan so it like makes sense that this is actually has like this really sort of satisfying grappling well and there is like an mma mode there are mma rules the thing is like it wants the fire pro games have always tried to give not always but you know since the around the ps1 era i think uh, even the snes one had some had some wild matches I just remember I also played the SNES version in a yeah. similar in a similar league, and then they graduated to the PS One. Anyway, um, like it had everything from just like traditional wrestling matches to like you know steel cages and barbed wires and explosive cage match, and then like also was just like oh yeah, this is just MMA. Like this is just the Dreamcast yeah. one straight up had I think an octagon that you could like have MMA fights in because so it was like when the UFC and when started like, to and, really and when be MMA popular. started being popular worldwide and yeah, I don't know, fantastic, so cool. fantastic series. I'm really glad to, to see it back. Um, I'm gonna keep fucking around with it. It's not like there yet, it's, but it's, it's exciting to see these. Well, it's an early access for one, which is which is a weird thing to think of. Like this classic series has come back as an early access game but on it's PC. like these japanese games can find an audience in a yes. new life that like this if this game was released on like a, as a ps4 downloadable like i just don't think like the workshop is what's going to make this game work like the the community aspect is what is, is going to give yes. this serious life in a way that's just not possible on consoles like for a lot of reasons some good mm-hmm. some bad and uh, like one of the most encouraging developments of like the last five years is like this slow acceptance and 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 embrace actually as a, mostly of steam as a platform like yeah. um but the idea that japanese developers are getting on board and finding ways to revitalize like some of their old franchises on the pc and realizing how passionate those communities are like it's still is fine i find it bizarre when we the press release went out this early this week for nino kuni 2 getting delayed in early 2018 that it was like right playstation 4 and then steam right it's like oh like oh, that's right a, Thing yeah. now and that's yeah. amazing that like Nino Kuni 2 like even if I don't end up playing like it's awesome could that that game is yeah like and that makes ah, that's good it's good I it's agree alright so besides wrestling and stuff yeah what else have people been up to I mean you've been really wrestling you've I've been, been really, really wrestling and it's amazing and I love yeah. it it's the best thing when was the last time you threw somebody uh, last night and I will again tonight wow. yeah it's really fun especially if they're like way bigger than you because then you feel like yeah <laughs> 
That's yeah. just how if you're you a very tiny person like, in life, yeah. Yeah, a, a little. Okay. Gotcha. But it's usually more like good, good training, good, you know, uh-huh. good job. But like, like <laughs> secretly, I'm like, <laughs> I love throwing people. Yeah, I do. It's, um, it's how very, I say it. I don't know what that was. That's what I sound like. That exactly. Was like Shadow I don't know. Danielle. I don't know how you found that. Yeah, it was Danielle who dresses like that Sonic. That's what, <laughs> that's what that was. That's that is your creepy. next League of Heels character. Yeah, exactly. Shadow Danielle. Oh my god. We Shadow, did it. Shadow Danielle. We made it. I have been playing another game that uh, is sort of a revitalization of a mm-hmm. beloved uh, NES, actually, and uh, PS1 era mm-hmm. game, which is Micro Machines World Series. Oh, right. I'm that, so bad at it. <laughs> I, I watched you play this game a little bit yesterday. It was, it's, the end of the day. It has a control scheme where... It's an isometric sort of racing-y platform. It's honestly almost yeah. a little platformery uh, game starring the Micro Machines, which is very cute. Also starring Nerf products. Also and starring all hungry, hungry hippos and <laughs> a number of products. other popular Wait, toys. Licensed it's toys. Uh, and the tracks are all made out of like household things. So there's like kitchens did you, did, uh, and pool you rooms. Play the old Micro Machines racing games on like the NES back Not in really. the day. No. It really. It was a really good Probably. series. Probably. Yeah. Prop. Probably. Okay. I can't remember, like, well, specifically. Well, it used to just be, like, generic household areas, right? It was like, oh, yeah. you're racing in the kitchen. Don't get, don't, you know, drive through the milk splash right. or whatever. Oh. And they still have that, but it's even more exciting. Um, now. But now it's Nerf. Now it's nothing. Nerf. Nerf or nothing. Also, micro machines. If it's not the real thing, it's not, you know. Is that what they're That famous? was one of the, yeah, that was like a tagline back in the okay. day. It's all right. How's the game? The game, I. I like it, but I'm real bad at it. So mm. I, I'm having this this weird problem where it's like I'm having serious issues with the controls because the camera does the thing where – okay, so it's an isometric perspective. And if you're going away from the camera, left and right means left and right. But if you're going towards the camera, left and right mean the opposite. Of, yeah. It's, so making those switches is it's real wait, hard for it's, me. It's, Hold on. So it's always – it's camera relative? No, it's 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 well, it's locked to the car. The camera doesn't turn. It's an isometric view. Yeah. So it's if okay. you turn left, you're turning the car left, no matter what. Okay, but that left yeah. could be right on the screen. Yeah, because yeah, that's how most things. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. You'll, I guess that's how most things are. But I'm having a real hard time with it. I've, I've spent a couple of hours. I'm getting a little better, but it's a. It's, it's just it's a, a struggle. If you haven't played a game that does that a lot, you're just I get it. You're it's, a shitty and baby. Is, and, 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 <laughs> like and there is no option for absolute right. for for non relative or for relative controls, I guess, or for absolute controls. Or, or left camera absolute, the, which right, would be what I would like. Honestly, I mean it's 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 why that game that uh, Mike Diver wrote about uh, a number of months back, and Austin, you and I played at E3 this year. This game, Tiny Tracks, which is a Micro Machines style game. Yes. In which you at you see the whole tr- the tracks are smaller and more contained, um, but you see the whole track in front of you, and so you can map it you know visually um, as you're sort of approaching those turns. And because it's VR, like if you want to get closer on a turn, like mm-hmm. you just lean in you know to, yeah. to get closer to that it's turn. It's cool. It's yeah. a really neat. I'm uh, terrible game we, at it. Yeah, I was <laughs> really bad at it. But, but like, yeah, but it was cool. Well. Yeah. I thought Tiny Tracks was like a uh, slot car. It's slot so car. Isn't, like, isn't that Micro Machines too? No, Micro Machines is basically no, no, like they're free no, they're, on they're the track different. or whatever. But yeah, they're Rob, different. <laughs> they're, okay. they're different. Rob, how are they different? Tell me how they're different. No, they're, they're they they really are. So <laughs> I know that they are, but yeah, I want you to. Okay, so I actually used to play with slot cars when I was when I was a kid too. Like they're actually a really fun toy. Um, they're little. Matchbox type cars with magnets on the bottom that go into slots on electrified racetrack 
and the current causes the cars to race around the track. And you control a gun. You have a little little trigger press uh, that like can add speed as you squeeze the trigger. And the cars are like lightly held to the track, but they also, and this is part of the fun, they also go just totally fucking flying yeah, they go <laughs> if you take a corner too fast. Uh, the new Yakuza, Yakuza Zero, has a slot car oh. minigame <laughs> in it that is fantastic because the only things you can control are boot when you want to boost and then like you build the car right so it's like is it heavy enough to stick on the on Mm. the track when you boost around that turn um and that's really it's it's really cool because there's lots of and tiny tracks does this too where it's like this is mostly about like taking these turns right that's basically the whole thing because on a straightaway you're basically equal like unless you're boosting like uh, it's it was a really cool feeling game um that's awesome. And VR added something visually to it, which was just like the intricacy of the track and being able to lean in for this turn is really cool. But my my question, I guess, was kind of like tiny tracks. It seems like controlling the car wouldn't be as much of an issue because, like, if it's like slot cars, it doesn't you lean, can't, it can't you move off lean, the track. You lean into your turns. yeah, you're, yeah. You're both controlling a you, turn, but also there are lanes. Like it's yes. you're not. It's it's it's. You are you are drifting to get a boost, and the, the you have to hit the boost at a certain angle in yeah. order to. So it's like, yeah, you are in lanes, but it's not as simple as just like trying to get into the to the one tightest to the to the turn or something. And that's like, like that. on top of like, oh, you 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 do want to be in the tightest to the turn, but then, if then you want... that's how you spin out your car because you fuck totally. up that turn, and yeah. you don't get as much boost because your your turn is shorter. You get your boost juice. Right by drifting by your goop your by drifting around a corner and so if you're drifting along around the the outside lane you get like a lot of boost juice from goops oh it's real good it's <sighs> <sighs> so not the real thing yeah no it's it's I I like it it's it's a little feature incomplete I think maybe it's, but I really love the level designs and the track designs. I think they're really pretty. And also all the cars are characters, which is the way I played with Micro Machines when I was a little kid. I didn't, like, I didn't just, like, make like them people? go fast. They were little people. Like, this one there, was this okay, one, question, and wait, this wait, one wait, talked wait, to wait, this one. Wait, mm, mm. Yes. Were there people in the cars? Or no. Were the no, cars... the cars were the people. Yeah. So you have a suit cars. against Disney, against Pixar. <laughs> you know, they stole that from yeah, you. Yeah, they definitely stole it from eight-year-old Danielle, oh, who played with micro machines as if they were people. What were your what was your favorite character growing up? I had a little tiny like there were cars within cars, so of course I was like, oh, well, this one had this baby. All right, but wait, okay. And, and there was a tiny little like yellow car. I think its name was like Spike. That's what I called it, and like it, it had friends. It was like cool. He played car soccer. Oh my god, Rocket League! Wow, they also owe me. Money. Money. I'm Danielle. I invented everything that's ever made money. <laughs> Only when I was eight, though. Yeah, that was a really yeah, like, potent year like for you. Thirty-three-year-old Danielle does not have height, that many the height ideas. of creativity. Is eight years you don't old. Know that, the years stuff old. you're making now is going to make somebody rich in twenty years. That's oh, the whole right. thing. That's what it is. That's what it is. I'm oh, spending the next seven years jokes. getting ready for Jessica to turn eight. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There that's you go. Eight is the cash in. That's yeah, exactly. Get those ideas. Turn them around. <laughs> It's going to be a really interesting sequel to Social Network that like, <laughs> results from this. Oh, yes. God. Ugh. Your 12-year-old daughter is suing you for damages. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Ugh. That'll be good. What else have you been playing, anyone? Uh, I've been playing uh, The End is Nigh, which is the... Oh, the, right. Uh, you read about uh, this. Uh, yeah, I wrote about it on the site yesterday. Uh, it's the new platformer from uh, Edmund McMillan, um, who was one of the co-creators of uh, Super Meat Boy. Um, and he has uh, the he is not collaborating with the designer 
Tommy Refenez. I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name, um, but that's who he worked on with uh, um, Super Meat Boy. Um, with this, he's working with uh, Ty- Tyler Glale. Glale, I don't know. He worked on a game called Closure. It was a platformer okay. puzzle game about uh, light and dark. came out on the PS3 and I think later oh, on the PC. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know um, uh, It's a really neat, interesting game. And uh, The End is Nigh has, uh, at first blush, uh, looks a lot like Super Meat Boy, but uh, mechanically and sort of... Uh, the design thrust is different, whereas Super Meat Boy was very death-centric. Not that this game isn't hard. You also die a lot. But, like, it uh, it fetishized death in, in its sort of design and its mechanics in a way that The End of Nigh uh, does a little bit differently. Uh, whereas the Super Meat Boy, you are timed, and the game is rushing you constantly to, like, move forward. Um, the End of Nigh is a little more about exploring the environment, sort of, like, t- like setting up your jumps ahead of time, like, maybe taking a breather on a, on a ledge and thinking about what you're going to do next, um, and also sort of a deep sense of mystery and exploration. Like, it seems a lot of uh, The Binding of Isaac, which had layers and layers of mysteries right. uh, to discover, like, rubbed off a lot on the approach of The End is Nigh, uh, where... Uh, like the levels are are strung together, they are connected. Where from left to right, where you know you're going from wasteland one to wasteland two uh, by hitting the the right side of the screen. But if you come back uh, to the previous screen, the level resets, and the game, the level design takes into account that you're on the right hand side now. Now that doesn't change how the level works, but like for example. Um, as you're, quote-unquote, completing a stage going from left to right, um, the stage may uh, sort of fall apart. Like, you grab on a ledge, and uh, that causes, like, a ripple effect, and a huge part of the environment, like, shifts down um, at the top. And that doesn't mean anything to you when you're going from left to right, but if you trigger that from going right to left, that suddenly turns into a series of platforms that leads to a secret area. Okay. Um, and so okay. a lot of the level design is based on seeing what you can interact with, the consequences of that interaction, and whether your approach should be from the left or right. Um, and it, it makes for a really fun exploration. Like, where I, like, the platforming is, like, really challenging at the point I'm at about four hours into the game. It get it, it spikes how in a way. How long is the game? Like, how, what's uh, the... I mean, Super Meat Boy was, like, meaty, like, mm, uh, uh, again, you know, I remember that game taking, you know, <laughs> you know, eight to, to 12 hours, depending on, like, how, how much you wanted to dig into the extra stuff. And this right. game, I'm four hours in, and I think I'm only halfway through, and about halfway through is when, uh, the level design says, hey, did you think that this wasn't going to be one of those games? <laughs> like, oh, this is going to be one of uh, those games. And, yeah. and it also hides some of that stuff in, in uh, on the side. So it's like if you, if you suddenly feel like, oh, this game isn't that challenging. Like if you look for the secret stuff, um, that's where like some of the really, really difficult uh, platforming challenges are, are hidden. Um, the kind of things where I would bang my head against it for 20 minutes before um, I, I managed to make it through a sequence. And so uh, I think it's a little more inaccessible than Super Meat Boy in some respects. But okay. if you like those certain those types of games, wait, 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 um, wait, is it is it more because how is it more inaccessible than Super Meat Boy? I won't. I won't. Talk about I, my well, own experience. I'm, I'm saying that at, at the four hour mark where the spike hits, I think the, okay. the spike in the normal sets of levels feel more challenging than a then lot of in, things I encountered gotcha, in gotcha, Super gotcha. Meat Boy uh, itself. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah it's. Looks- uh, has a good I, look. I, I, Intense and good. I think Super Meat Boy is one of the, the probably not only one of the better games ever made, but also one of the best platforming games. Like top ten platformer, probably top five. Like inching in on top three. Oh wow! Like it is an incredible game that I I, I think uh it, it, it just, yeah it is it is an all time classic in my eyes. And so it's weird to play a game like this where 
you have to imagine like return even returning to that genre is sort of weird and interesting because right. you can't return to it without Super Meat Boy sort without of being, putting it in the context. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, putting it in the context of Meat Boy. Like I don't. It's at first blush, I don't think this, the end is nigh is as good as Super Meat Boy, but that's. That's like a really complicated phrase that also doesn't mean very much because <laughs> right. it's like something different um, entirely. Where, but I, I guess that I mean that in the sense that when I played Super Meat Boy, within minutes I I could tell like oh my like this is right right this right. is just something else entirely and this it only built on that as yeah. uh, as I went through the game. I don't get that as much out of the end as Nye, but I'm but that's also because you've already to, played Super yeah, Meat Boy and right, other games exactly. like this. Exactly. Um, uh, so, yeah, I th- it's really good. I think people should check it out if they're into those types of games. But if you're not into masochistic platformers, like, don't. Just don't. <laughs> like, this is going to be a game that you might enjoy more watching streamers play <laughs> to see them uh, bang their head against it because it is it is one of those games. And if that's not your thing, there's nothing different about this one. What is it like, I guess, like narratively? Like, uh, one of the things that definitely has struck me about uh, his games before have, have been like, even when I even when they haven't really appealed to me, it's like oh yeah, there's stuff happening here that is a draw for people. Like the Binding of Isaac stuff, especially felt that way. Like there are lots of essays about the meaning of the, of some of the the bosses and stuff in that game. Like is that stuff here or is is it kind of just like in the wings? It's it's hard to say because like the Binding of Isaac up front had a very particular right, meaning true. because Ed McMillan, the the designer of that game. Um, was upfront about the fact that he, you know, grew up in a religious household, like resented right, that, right, like it right. was like a deep hangup of his as he got older, and so you could read a lot into the themes of the Binding of Isaac almost immediately. Whereas yeah. there doesn't appear to be anything like that in the end is nigh. But also Edmund has become very good at uh, hiding things, and <laughs> I, I, so I, you know, at first blush, it doesn't seem to have stuff like that. But I'm yeah. not going to uh, say that it. 
Rob told I'm us specifically read earlier says, this week. No matter. Do you want to read the? Do you yeah, have he it? He says, up? "Yeah, we're going to we're going to have a very real subterfuge update next Monday, but do not let me talk about it on Friday. No matter how badly I want to." And you were talking about it before we even went live, and I was like, "No, but let tell him. me about tell me about subterfuge." Huh? Well, now I'm wondering if I should. Now I'm torn. No, like, Rob. Now it's too late. People okay. want to know. The people want to know. As your friend, I want you not to. As your boss, I need that content. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, some things happened that made me very angry. Good. And that I felt were unjust. Unjust. Uh, I felt you. Wow. I felt that's a leap. The magic circle had been lightly breached. Oh shit! Oh, wait a second. Can you explain what that? That these are complicated terms. Okay. To people that don't know what subterfuge so, is. Also, magic circle is like a bigger thing. It's a whole thing. Okay. Uh, so yeah. So if, if you're just joining us, subterfuge. It's basically a game of diplomacy and betrayal on your phone. It's, runs all the time in the background. I just want to be clear. It's right there. Diplomacy and betrayal. You have to see it coming. Yes, but. And now we'll talk about the magic circle a little bit. Okay. All right. Like, everyone who sits down to play a game is sort of. It's a goop thing. They're they're sort of coming together and agree to sort of like behave according to the rules of the game and the spirit the game is taken, but also there's a boundary. Like this is this is me in the game, but it's not necessarily me as a person. Can I it's it's what, can I read from from uh, uh, from Homo Ludens a study of, of the play element and culture where Johan Zinga lays this out. Internally is yeah, giggling. Uh-huh. All play yes. moves and has its being within a playground marked off beforehand, either materially or ideally, deliberately or as a matter of course. Just as there is no formal difference between play and ritual, so the consecrated spot cannot be formally distinguished from the playground, the arena, the card table, the magic circle, the temple, the stage, the screen, the tennis court, the court of justice, etc. are all in form and function playgrounds, i.e. forbidden spots, isolated, hedged hedged round, hollowed, uh, within which special rules obtain – all are temporary worlds within the ordinary world dedicated to the performance of an act apart. In other words, what happens in the game stays in the game. If it's in the game, it's in the game. It's in the game. And that's the rules that happen there. And what it sounds it like, sports. Rob, is that somebody did some outside of game shit well, inside that look, game or I vice versa. I don't know for sure that's what happened. But at a certain point, somebody – who was not having a good game, Uh-oh. I would say. This person, this oh, wow. person was, oh, my God. That's <laughs> shade. It took me a second to catch that shade. Mm-hmm. Somebody somebody perhaps struggled a little bit with some core concepts of <laughs> subterfuge and how to play it and what the goals are. Um, and Has this person played the game before? I don't know. I don't know. Um, is that shade too? I mean, too? if I, I if I were a gambling man, I would say this person did not. <laughs> but anyway, huh. so this person is sort of mid flame out, Uh-oh. and has made a series of disastrous disastrous moves. And I don't know if this. So the, for me, the big question I will never know the answer to this is if there if there was a deal and a deception, uh, or if this was just like stupid. A D and a D. If it was a deception, a it was a very D. clever one. Yeah, <laughs> because. Somebody. Does everybody in the game this- know this at this point? Does anybody? Does, is, do the players of the game at this point have they already internalized this knowledge you're about to drop? 
Yes. Okay. So yeah, you should feel free to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, and so there's a series of disastrous attacks underway that were basically going to knock uh, this this player out of the game. They were, they were kind of suiciding out of the game. There is a mechanic in Subterfuge where you can gift fleets of submarines to other players after they have been launched. Okay. <laughs> I think this person might be in chat. Three people are in this. Three people from this game have shown up as if on a <laughs> yeah. whistle yeah. to this chat. <laughs> They're in the magic yeah. circle, right here in our mm-hmm. chat. So, I am meanwhile like coming through to clean up and like take over a lot of these these this territory as this person is collapsing. Uh, so to be clear, you're saying that everybody else is like ah, they've done a bad job. Let's clean them up. Let's divvy out what they have. Let's- no, there was no formal agreement. It, it was more like they're Poland in the late Middle Ages okay. or early modern period. Like they're get they're getting carved up. Right. It's just a question of like how how is this going to go down? Anyway, so. Poland, in this case, gifts all their fleets to another player, and at once turns that player into the most militarily powerful oh, player in the game. I see. And I thought the suddenly, was go the other way. I thought someone was going to like push up Poland as their like buffer zone or something. No, oh. it's like Poland went to Denmark. And was like, yo, we're all Danes now. <laughs> and in this scenario, I'm Sweden. Right. And of suddenly course. there's a fuckload more Danes, <laughs> like, right on my border. So. Did, do you think that that – so this is the thing. This is the question. Is that player just like, man, fuck this. This game sucks. I hate it. I'm having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> Fucking. This sounds like take, me. I feel like, like this totally, is what I would do. Totally. <laughs> Austin, just take my stupid submarines. I'm out. Everyone I'm takes out. this game way too seriously. It's not fun. But yeah, and believe me, there are there's like emotional meltdowns happening in the public <laughs> chat of this game. Phone. Like there are people being like, I shouldn't have done this. Like what? Are, like it's been a week and I'm like decades older. <laughs> Uh, so the question for me, though, is was this like a brilliant move? Was right. it uh, a, a, a Maskarovka, uh, if you will? Uh, <laughs> or was it just someone being a douche and like flipping the table? Maybe I don't were, know. I'll never know. There's a middle ground there. Can it be both? Yeah. Maybe it was someone who was like, man, I'm st- <sighs> you talking me into joining this game. I'm not having a good time. And the yep. other person was just like, you know, just just send me your ships and just don't even listen. Don't even worry about it. We'll go out for wings later. Just send me your your submarines and you'll be out of the game. It's not a big Shouldn't deal. it be like a Danish food? Actually, sure. What, like while we're Dana, we'll come out for Danish wings later, and then we'll <laughs> they got wings. So the cool thing about Denmark. this though is these two players got visibly better over the like in their death throes. They started like really making some interesting moves. Wait, so wait, they it, were also the other player was also in their death throes at that point. They were they were both in bad uh, shape. I see. Uh, yeah. So they both start making really interesting moves toward the end. So it may be this was a last minute flash of brilliance. But anyway, to me, it just seemed unjust. Like, this is not how we subterfuge. Like, I'm sorry. Like, is that how war you know, works, you don't Rob? Just like, this, is, this, just seems, this just seems like a whiner. You just seem yeah. like a little baby you that's got losing outplayed. at this game. You could have reached out to that player. Oh, Mwah. I didn't get outplayed. Yeah. Oh, Did you wow. hear that? Oh my god, the gauntlet has been, <laughs> if not thrown, at least un- unhitched from the, from the it's wrist. Been, so, it's been flicked. It's been, there's been there's a, a gauntlet flicking. flicking of the gauntlet. There's, there's a cool thematic element of subterfuge, <laughs> which is that every uh, faction, every, every player's uh, key uh, character is their queen. Every faction right. here is ruled by a queen. And the queen has a very like Queen Elizabeth-type character art and everything. There is another character called the Martyr, 
which is a fucking older, angry, like deposed queen Uh-oh. that you can recruit. <laughs> and the martyr, if it runs into another fleet, and if it runs into another fleet, it detonates and destroys <laughs> anything in its blast radius. It's 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 a nuke. It's a good picture. And uh, it's good. So basically, wait. So I it detonates. Just, it doesn't just detonate the submarine it hits. It detonates everything. Like it detonates a base. It detonates hundreds of subs. Detonates a base. Detonates uh, anything in its blast radius. Okay. It can take out multiple targets. Oh boy. So what happens with who has a martyr at this point? You do. Oh. Rob is raising his hand. Let the let the records yeah. indicate that Robert yeah. Zachney has raised his hand. He's the one with a martyr. So this massive fleet appears on my border and it's like kind of changing the balance of the Can game. Can you give me like a like massive? What's that mean? Uh, Situate that number. So okay, so it's it's very simple arithmetic. Like if uh you have fifty drillers and they have fifty drillers, so submarines drillers, let's make them interchangeable for this conversation. But so if you have fifty, they have fifty one. They win. They'll have one left at the end of the battle. Yeah. And they'll have one. They'll they'll be victorious. How many subs did you have at this at this moment? Uh, probably spread across the entire territory. Probably like three hundred. Okay. Or, or so. Uh, but they're they're all kind of spread out. Uh, this player, meanwhile, had jumped to like five hundred and fifty <laughs> in one fleet. Of, in one. Oh no! But it was like three hundred okay. in one fleet. Okay. Like it was it, it was it was a lot of subs uh, in, in one place. It was a scary God. number. Uh, the other thing you can do is that you can stack specialists together, and there's a pirate that will intercept other fleets mid-motion oh, right, no other right. no one else so, can do. So this is a really important part of this game. You normally can only go on like lanes from – you can target uh, destinations. You can say, I'm going to go to this other base. I'm going to go from base to base. And that means the only way to hit a submarine is to be on a course with it to a base okay. it's going to. You have to be at a base that it's at or that it's headed towards and launch from there or, or chase it down somehow you or something like that. just attack willy-nilly. Right. And so yep. the pirate – Let's you put the fucking martyr on a boat with one unit or whatever oh. and just send it in the middle of the ocean, like past all the other bases and hit the fleet. Is that what happens? So I waited. Okay. I waited oh, for that Did they know move. that? They didn't know what specialist you have. I don't remember how that works. I don't – like I can't – like if they'd paid attention to what I recruited, they would have known. Okay. Like they could have seen it. I don't think they had it on their sonar. Okay. As it were. And s- – so they moved this entire like massive death fleet. Uh, <laughs> they, they they started moving it. They they broke it. They broke it up. They started sending to their to their trouble spots. Um, but they started moving a massive stack against one of my allies. And the moment that stack started to move, I was like, "Ah, oh, here's my moment." Because now you're and, not just destroying that fleet. You're also winning brownie points with your ally. Oh, yeah. Because you're you're saving them. a little bit. I think it helped. Uh, I think it, I think it we'll see. Uh, Maybe you'll get betrayed again. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, but it was real good. And this is this is the beauty of subterfuge. Sometimes I start this move. I see this opportunity. I am barely going to catch them. Like their huge death fleet is going to reach its target and be intercepted basically at the last possible second. Like they will be like thirty minutes away from launching their assault when my martyr oh. catches up with them and does the deed. And the collision wouldn't happen for two days. Like I made this move. <laughs> you made this move on then, Wednesday or something. Yeah, and then it didn't. It like I, mo- I made the move like Tuesday afternoon, <laughs> and it didn't trigger until like yesterday morning. Jesus, oh, boy. and I was Christ. like dying. That's uh, 
It felt real good, and I think it rebalanced the game. So is that I other player completely? That other player is completely out, and then the player who got the fleet is still in. So the way it worked out is the player who got the fleet became such a target for uh, having the fleet. That's what happens in this game. Yeah, people piled on immediately. There was like an instant coalition mm-hmm. to sort of knock that player out. The player donated the fleet, just sort of parked. And there's a pretty right. big defend- defender's advantage in this game. So, like, it's like nobody wants to take them on because it's going to, like, yeah. extract a high cost. They can't really go on the offensive. They're contained, but nobody actually wants to close them out. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. That goes. Uh, but the way I put it, the way, the way I sort of see my role in Subterfuge. Okay, here uh, we go. Is that... Yep. Yes, it's a Hobbesian state of nature. Uh-huh. Uh, there is no appeal to a higher authority. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But there are rules and norms, and we're expected to behave in line with rational self-interest. Okay. And when a nation-state does not behave according to those rules, Nick... Uh-oh. Uh-oh, that's a name. Then someone's got to keep the balance. <sighs> Foxy Urgent Chat says, this is advanced RP. <laughs> you are deep in character right now, Rob. <laughs> So, uh, so that's uh, that's that's how subterfuge is going. I'm excited for a uh, check-in on Monday. Oh yeah, there's gonna be a lot more. Nick, Nick is mixed in chat. Says not me. Other Nick. Other Nick. Other Nick. <laughs> Very good. Oh, there he is. Other there Nick he is, is here. Yeah. He's in. No. This is a He's whole, in chat. This is a whole thing. Bad I'm, Nick knows who he is. Okay. <laughs> Bad Nick wrote a really good piece for us a couple of weeks ago yeah. about about yeah. race sports. and sports. Yeah. New York game critic Octagon motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> this is like very. This we should is, get some fire pro wrestling going on in here. We should, that's how Settle we should end this, this in the ring. Totally. Well, good luck to all of the competitors inside <laughs> the arena that is life. <laughs> <laughs> I played some Hitman, Robert. Rob, I played some Hitman, and my rates are very good. Oh, Nick. You, also, you, Nick. Nick. Don't look. Look, Rob, Rob, I've seen his shots in Battlegrounds this week. They're bad. <laughs> I'll, give a, I'll give a discount for this week only. 20% off. I've actually played the new Hitman, and ironically, the combat in Hitman has gotten way easier. They dropped that patch this That's week. That's right. That is a new elusive target. They fixed that toilet. They fixed the death toilet. Yeah. There was a death so wait, how did they change the combat? Explain why it's easier. So when it first launched, you were... Fewer killer toilets. You, there were killer toilets, Fair. first and foremost. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, you were paper. You were paper thin. You were just like, there was no, you could not be in a sustained fight. Uh, you would just get killed. Or like, you could, and when it happened, it was incredible, but also, it's already, you know, um, uh, just, uh, what's the word? Not disincentivized. There's a better word than that. There's isn't decentivized? No, disincentivized is right. Yeah. Um, because killing people with guns just doesn't get you good points in that game. But, you know, it was always nice to try to like, it would have been nice to have the option to pull out a gun and shoot your way out of a hit gone wrong, right? Um, but it just didn't really exist because it was, if you were trying to like get across and open, it's like Battlegrounds. Oh. It was like, what if you had half the health you do in Battlegrounds? Bad. All the time. Oh, That's yeah. what Hitman felt like. Exactly. And it's also. One, sh- one shot and you're gone. Two, two hits at the most yeah. you would survive, like from a pistol. Anybody with a rifle would just like, oh, you're done. Uh, then last month they fucked up by mistake, uh, and an unfinished version of the patch, like, hit that made Agent 47 just a tank, where he could just, like, <laughs> get shot a billion times and it wasn't a big deal. Uh, and now they've kind of balanced it back to a, to a middle ground where he still could take way more hits than he used to be able to take. Um, but 
you're also like better able. I believe you also do more damage to enemies. Mm-hmm. They might miss more often too, or something. It's just it's rebalanced so that combat is a, a viable way to play the game, uh, whereas before it just wasn't. You'll still get a bad score. You're still not supposed to kill non-targets. Like, and guns in general make a lot of noise. You know, even silenced ones make a lot of noise in the sense that killing a person and leaving a body, having a body drop, people react to it in that in that game. I mean, there's um, a reason like older versions of that game were quick save, quick load games. Yes, where it's like totally. you, you win around a corner. Whew, I'm fine. Quick save. Like, oops, I accidentally got caught. Quick load. 100. Yeah. So the what I will say is like I got into a big gunfight just to test all that stuff out. And, like, it felt kind of cool to be able to be like, I got a fucking shotgun. I'm just – I'm mowing these people down. But also, like, I kind of – I will probably end up missing the older combat because, you know, the handful of times that I had to get into a gunfight when I was pushed into a hair salon I was hiding behind a little <laughs> registered desk and, like, ah, shit, ah, like, poking a pistol over the top and just kind of blindly firing so that maybe I would hit somebody and create an opening to escape <laughs> – like, that was one of my, that's one of my favorite Hitman yeah. memories. And now it's like, no, I would just hide behind the wall and like, boom, 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 kill those guys and walk out and get a little damaged on the way. <laughs> uh, I think in the, in the, if you go to the higher difficulty, you will, uh, you're able to either turn it back to the old way or just like, the balance is still it's, in it's that. It's not really. in professional difficulty. I know they, they that's kept that totally out. Professional difficulty. Um, but I'm a baby and don't want to play on professional <laughs> difficulty. Yeah, I understand. So we'll see. Maybe I will. I'm going to check it out some more and, and continue to report back. Hitman train. is still good. I got to train up my you Hitman skills. Train up skills a little bit. Yeah. So that when we play Battlegrounds again on Monday, maybe I'll be better again. We actually have had an up and down week on Battlegrounds. So I don't uh, like yes. it. We shouldn't go too deep into it, Patrick. Um, but we got a chicken this bummer. week. Yeah, we, we didn't did. get a chicken this we week. We did and we didn't. You, we, Austin, Austin Walker. Walker. Yes, and yep, yep. And yep. Patrick Klepek got a chicken dinner. They did. Crowbar are having a bad week. <laughs> We've had like a couple of good moments on our yeah. streams. Um, we we won a game off stream as a duo. We did. I had an thing. amazing game the game before we started right. streaming. <laughs> I've had good games at night, like often. We had a great game with Gary Witta and Will Smith. Yes. Uh, like we've had really high highs off stream. Yeah. <laughs> and I get here in the morning. And I'm just like, bro, how do guns? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were a real, a real negative, negative Austin. You were just a bad, you were a bad presence the, to be around. Uh, the, by the end of today, I got that Uzi back and got, you got a, a kill. Kills. We, st- we, we uh, had a good yeah. strategy yes. and a, we had a, yes. we had a good warehouse fight that felt like Patrick Cupping and Austin Walker, not Crowbar and Sick. Right, exactly. We had to blend the two. I got to get the, and I also just didn't have that Crowbar attitude, mm-hmm. that <laughs> that gorilla attitude that I didn't have that I needed. Austin, uh, it was a deep internet cut. Don't worry about mm-hmm. it. No, it was a gorilla mindset. That's what there I said. Follow me on Periscope. There it is. Follow me on Periscope. <laughs> I need the Crowbar mindset to really succeed. Actually, but but to that mindset question, yes, like so. Even hearing your discuss, like even watching the uh, the vod of your successful run, yeah, your your calls are different. Oh, your yeah. in-game demeanor. Oh, it's a different, different thing, completely it's different. Person. And I'm just curious, like, if you think that's part of it. Um, but there's I like, think, I I think our demeanor is different on stream because just naturally you're playing it up to a certain extent. Yeah. But I don't like I, with the exception of oh, we have a limited amount of time. Yeah. Uh, let's get into something that's going to guarantee a firefight and kind of save us time on looting. I mean, I'm not going to say that we don't play differently because, like, that's a like a sort of an impossible theoretical. But 
I don't feel like we intentionally, at least we're not intentionally yeah, playing differently. Not, not like, at we're not getting point, into firefights because, like, yeah. haha, it's going to be funny. There was a like, time I was doing that in the first, like, two weeks. That is no longer the, the case anymore. No, now season. we're just playing because we'd like to win. Yeah, exactly. I would like to, in some ways, I'd like to have some of those hours back. The, the differences <laughs> in mindset for me really are like, it's early for me. Like, I play better at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I haven't eaten lunch. You know what I mean? Like, and you I, had to I, deal I, with, you know. Fuck special situation and not today. Worrying about like what I need to do the rest of the day yes, when I'm yes, playing at night. Totally. At night, it's more just ah, I hope my kid doesn't wake up with that hand, foot, and mouth <laughs> disease. Stop it. <laughs> That's exactly it. Uh, and at the same time, we we did show progress last week in, yes. on the streams, and then like this week, I just been like crumbling away. So and because there's so, there's just so much out of your control in battlegrounds. Like this is part of the appeal yeah. is that. Is that off? Sometimes your funk isn't even a funk. Yeah. You just—it's bad rolls of the dice. Like you can control elements of it, and uh, you know if you watch streamers who like sort of play this game as professionally as you could get, like yeah. as this game sort of begins to develop as a competitive thing. Like yeah, like there are people who are probably getting into the top ten almost every time um, by by virtue of their play. Like, uh, but there are certain elements of it that are sort of like ah, like. Okay. Bad, bad drop, bad luck. Bad like, drop. Like I, we decided to go. You know, shitty like, for call. Example, like one of one of the, the there was a perfect example of this uh, uh, this morning where um, almost always, if in the first five minutes of a game you can kit up pretty well, find a gun, um, find a decent set of guns, and then find a vehicle, and then realize uh, if the flight path, let's say, is north south. And the circle is starting to close on far east or west. So in this case, it closed. It was closing in on far west. We went all the way west where there are beach houses, and well, there nobody, be nobody goes there. Nobody ever like, will there's be just there. Nine times out of nine out of a hundred, <laughs> you are going to be safe there for like essentially to when the game starts closing in on like thirty five and below. Yeah, and. We went out there, and there was just a group of two that did the exact same thing yep. we did, and went to those same exact houses. And there was this great moment. If you go look at the stream, where well, I think it's up on Waypoint on Twitter, maybe yeah, even. Uh, yeah. where the, there were two blocks of houses, um, and I chose one, and Austin chose the other, and said, "Hey, we'll spend five minutes, loot these two, meet back up, and we'll push in." Um, and I, I hear a door open. <laughs> and I go on the stream. Austin, is that you? And he's like, no, what are you talking about? Blap! Like and it's just shot later. in the back of the head. Um, oh. And I did not that, get vengeance for you either. It that's, so that, well. is, that is where, uh, you know, someone, a player just stumbled upon the, the same, or not stumbled, they, they, they probably saw our car the and then, yeah. strategy as us and, uh, most of the time that works. That time it didn't. I love that four X scope back. Yeah, we. I'd love a lot of things. I would love a lot of things. The the other thing JLSM says for me is better mouse and monitor situation at home. Like I, it's my mouse with my mouse pad, and I have a monitor in front of me. Whereas at work I play at this big table that's not it's yeah. not even that big. It's not big enough to have full mouse. I have to like lift my mouse and move it over a lot. And I'm playing on a TV that's like not. I don't get to do like the lean in and be like, is that a fucking person on the horizon? Yeah. It's just a, it's a different vibe. Like it's it's I would even choose different weapons here than at home. I think like here I need stuff that's like, maybe part of the reason the Uzi does well for me here is like I'm gonna be up close and gonna be shooting people very it. up close uh, in a way that like that's the that's the range at which I'm capable of like naturally getting hits here because I'm so far away from the screen. I don't know. It's it's we're gonna keep playing. We're gonna keep. We're gonna, we're gonna keep, get it. We're gonna get it. Next week, I'm gonna try to rest this weekend, get my my battlegrounds, yeah. you know, uh, uh, vibes back. 
and and come back. So at by it. rest, you mean you're going to play a, I'm gonna a play stressful video a game? Stressful video game. Is what yep. I mean. I'll pick one. Yep. There's a bunch of them. So. One of many. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> What time is it? It is two forty one. We should, yeah, we we should, should go. We, we should get go. a question. Let's. I. We do. Rob, give me a number. We're gonna do one question from the question bucket. If uh, you if you have a question, you could send it to gamingadvice.com. Use the subject question, and then it'll get added to the bucket. Here it is. Doug. Doug. As streaming has grown over the years, there seems to be an increasing number of games where quote the best way to play is while streaming. This mm. can be because the audience collaborates or provides help and feedback on what's going on. Or, uh, or are there to support you through a particularly scary or difficult game. I've heard games like Dark Souls, Mario Maker, and plenty of roguelike games like Spelunky and Binding of Isaac described this way. Yep. Should people in the game's media be more cognizant of the fact that the vast majority of people don't have an audience? Are there any games that uh, you like that you wouldn't have enjoyed as much if you didn't have a couple hundred people willing to watch you play? Would you have reviewed that game differently? Uh, that's the, that's the question from Doug. I, I bring that up, or I, I think it's a good one to bring up mm. right now. I actually just saw somebody mentioning this with regards to the zombie mod that's in, oh. uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds right now, mm-hmm. uh, in response to being, like, seeing people who are, who have audiences being able to be like, oh yeah, let's do the zombie mode. You, me, like, us four of our versus the waypoint crowd. The waypoint crowd will be the zombies. And like, yeah, but like, if I'm in the waypoint crowd, I can't gather a hundred people for a custom game right. to where there'll be the zombies for me. You know what I mean? Like if I was just right. watching, um, I think it's an interesting. I think it's an interesting question. I know that came up a lot around Mario Maker. Uh, oh yeah, two years well, ago. yeah, Mario Maker in particular, which you know, a game I put hundreds of hours into uh, mm-hmm. because I, I was doing daily streams for the better part of a year. Like I was able to. Uh, get around like a fundamental flaw of like I think Mario Maker as a creation tool is basically flawless. I mean, no slopes. Really hope slopes are in <laughs> Mario Maker too. Yeah. Um, That's a flaw. As a, as a creation tool, no creepy much, sun, no sun that chases you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Sunny. But as a creation tool, like Nintendo nailed it. Like they first pass. You know, I mean, I'm sure a million passes internally, but like yeah. like Mario Maker as a creation tool is is basically flawless and it's just missing like more things to play with. Um, like, the stumbling block is, unsurprisingly, on the community front, which Nintendo continues to struggle with and figure out how how to handle. Um, like, the discovery element of Mario Maker was really challenging. Like, you were better served by, like, going on threads on Reddit or NeoGAF mm-hmm. or getting, uh, you know, levels from a friend. Um, I was able to crowdsource, like, finding cool levels because I had mm-hmm. a couple hundred people that were watching me every morning. Mm-hmm. And then it actually got to the point that I was getting too many levels, which is why I said, hey... If you want me to play your level, you need to make a drawing of Mario and send it, send it with a letter to a P.O. box. <laughs> oh, which wow. Which then like, got it down to like a couple dozen levels that I was getting per month, um, right. levels that people were sending. I was like, here's a hoop you have to jump through if you <laughs> want me to play your level. But yeah, that's people had a fundamentally different experience with that game. They had to spend lots more time finding good levels, which is why you often see... The, the reaction to Mario Maker, like, oh, it's just a bunch of, like, crappy levels and Kaizo levels. Right, um, right. Because I, I can see that being the experience of a lot of people if they didn't have, essentially, like, a bunch of folks recommending what to play for them. Um, so I still think Mario Maker is an excellent game, but can understand, like, the difference between an audience and not an audience is pronounced on a game like that. Right. Yeah. I, it's tough because... I, you know, we actually we talked about reviews on uh, was that Friday or Monday? When do we have the donkey discussion? Was that Monday? Monday. Yeah. Um, oh, what a long week. Uh, 
<laughs> and as part of that, like for me, one of the things I said was that reviews and, and criticism in general should reflect the true experience of the person who's, who's writing that review. And for me, it's so hard because I think both of those things can be true. I think it can be true that for the audience member who does not have an – or for the player who does not have an audience – like Mario Maker might not have been as good for them, and that is true, and also true. And and what you need to report as a critic is, it was perfect for you, or it was you had an amazing time with it. And obviously, in the text, I think you could you could explain that part of that was the relationship you had with a community. But like, if you had to give a scored review, and I was your editor, I wouldn't want. It's so hard. I don't know that I would ask you to lower the score. I wouldn't want to lower the score because your experience is different than what an average reader's is. Because I don't think reviews are about creating or speaking to what the average player would have. It's about speaking to what the specific experience you had. Because otherwise, we fall into the trap of trying to hyper generalize and trying to like speak for a hypothetical player right. who. You know, who may we, not exist. Who may not exist, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's so hard to, to decide. And I think I, under, I understand the attraction of trying to say, like, I'm writing this for the hypothetical average player. But it's so hard to, to actually do that. I like, keep that person in mind, I think, try to inform them in the text of the article. But, like, for me, I've always erred on the side of, no, this is my experience. Yeah. I'm going to, to, like, with radical honesty, try to relay what my experience is. And hopefully you can at least try to kind of align yourself with me in such a way so that you know mm, that's not what my experience will be because I'm not you. Right. That's my, my, the best I, I do. Don't, I don't think Battlegrounds – I think Battlegrounds is a game that is a different yeah, type yeah, of experience, experience with totally. a, a crowd. But I – some of my favorite memories, some of the most satisfying memories in that game are what I did by myself yeah, off a stream. Totally. Just like me and 99 other people and the the solidarity uh, and the solitary nature of that experience is actually – like mm-hmm. I find that to be an adrenaline rush that is different than – when I play that game on stream, in which in some ways I can, like, I don't worry about it as much. I worry a lot more when I play that game by myself, and the only person I have to rely on is my, my inane mumblings right, <laughs> to the right. person in the room, who is me. <laughs> yeah. In the chat, Cyberspace Cat says, making Super Mario Maker levels aren't that fun if you don't already have a large fan base who will play and share. Yep, that's oh, true. But but actually, I, I the thing for me is, like, is that true? Or is that true for them? Like, it's definitely true for them, but, like, that's that second step, which is, like, no, but, like, lots of people made levels who didn't have audiences. And, yeah, look at the, and also, look and at the, that's uh, the I, I wrote this story this week uh, for as part of my open thread about, like, the the way that folks often judge people who spend thousands of right. hours doing a particular thing in a game. And so that was related to a response to a lot of articles that I write, which are, like, I'd say a, a, there's a percentage of my articles that are about, like, X person did something for Y hours. Like, that's interesting, and here's why. Uh And specifically, it was a response to this Mario Maker creator I've been following for the better part of a year and a half, who is now, you know, uh, 1,500 hours into trying to beat their own stage. And the mentality they have is, while they are doing it on a stream, it's not for particular community. They're just amused that people are amused by their play. (laughs) The only reason this person wants to finish this level is for them. I mean, it is, you know... July 2017, Mario Maker well, is still a thing, but not a thing. 
thing right, anymore. Right. So like the only reason to do this is the self-satisfaction. So there is someone right there who is essentially doing it for, for themselves, themselves totally. because they want to finish this stage. No one else will probably beat this stage. Right. Well, I don't want to say that of the Mario Maker community because there's a lot don't of probably someone really will fucking knock it out, out there. Yeah. But generally speaking, that is someone who is doing that for themselves. And so that person does exist. It takes a lot of work to find the right nuanced position because it's so easy to say, I'm having fun with it. People who aren't having fun, that's on them. Or the opposite, which is like, I'm not having fun with it. If you are, then you're like, and I'm going to take that, that my not having fun with it and generalize it out to be a wider thing. And what you really want to do is narrow in to say like, oh, I wish there was better curation tools. I would yep. be having more fun. And I think a lot of people would if there were better curation tools, yep. which is a separate thing than – no one has fun with this by themselves. It's like, ah, that's not that's not a defensible argument. You right. can't make that argument. Like, as an editor, I see that argument pass through. I, all of us do over the desk from freelancers all the time who are new writers who haven't had to make that leap from this is a thing I said on Twitter or internally to building a watertight argument. And, like, if you're listening and, and want to, to do better at this, that's the first step for me is, like, ju- if you ever make a claim that's, like, no one or everyone, like – step through it because make the stronger version of the argument which recognizes that there is a limit to everyone and no one and find instead that second layer thing which is actually what you want to say is there are enough people whose play would be benefited by XYZ feature being added so make that one that one's just all around stronger I agree I would say that streaming itself is really fun for me. Yeah. And there's a sort of part of it where it's like certain games lend themselves better to streaming for me or whatever my style of streaming is. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy the the idea of like I'm hanging out with people. Right. We're hanging out playing a video game. This yeah. is a nice relaxing thing. I, I had a really good experience. For example, I like streaming horror games. I think that's extremely fun. It's pretty fun. It also takes the pain out of frustrating games. <laughs> so which, uh, you know, Alien Isolation, a game I truly love. I think it's a masterpiece. I think the last few hours of it are incredibly frustrating uh, to its detriment. But I had a great time with it because I was streaming that. And I had like a, a community of people who were, who were fun and hanging out. And we like renamed our xenomorph Frankie. And somebody <laughs> made a new like, you know, Twitch account to be Frankie the Xenomorph. Oh, I remember that. I like a custom this. little, yeah. you know, like thing. Cool. And it was like this really, you know, fun sort of event around something that would have otherwise been frustrating. Right. So that's an aspect that I like. Totally. I think that that's going to do it for us this week. Yeah. Oh, I got through Friday. Almost. Well. Almost a couple more hours. <laughs> yeah. I got a meeting in, in nine minutes. Great. Oh, good. It's a meeting that's normally on Tuesday afternoons. It got moved to Friday afternoon. And it's like, well, Friday, it's a different day. I wonder if they're still doing takes. Probably. They're still the same doing line. all sorts of takes. We're going to – other people are going to have takes all weekend. It's Evo weekend. Oh. That's the huge fighting game tournament. We have an article up on the site from a freelancer named Josh who, who – uh, Josh Melnick, fantastic uh, dude in the, the local esports or the FGC rather, um, and he wrote up kind of a, a beginner's guide to primer. Evo, kind yeah. of a primer to like some of the stuff that's happening. Go check that out at wepoint.vice.com. Uh, as always, you can find me on the internet at twitter.com/austinwalker. Danielle, what about you? Danielle R I on Twitter. Rob Zachney. At Rob Zachney. And Patrick Klepek. Find me at Patrick Klepek. Find. Waypoint on Twitter at twitter.com slash waypoint, on Facebook at Waypoint Vice, at youtube.com slash waypoint vice, and right there at waypoint.vice.com. Shout outs to Natalie, who's doing the, the live stream productions, to Tim Barnes, who's at Tim Barnes451 on Twitter, who's doing the podcast production, and to Bowen for letting us use his track Miss You off the EP Pale Machine. Find out more info about that at waypoint.zone slash B O E N. All right. What do we tell him, Daniel? Be good. Be good at it. Peace.
when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.